Thank you for downloading this episode of our podcast. Hi, and welcome to the podcast for Solomon Staircase Masonic Lodge number 357, where we talk about all things related with Freemasonry, including hermetic teachings, philosophy, reason, spirituality, and much more. We're located in Buena Park, Southern California. Tune in as we continue to update our podcast with informative talks and articles for Masons worldwide and those who would like to inquire within. The following article is from the November 2004 Scottish Rite Reporter. Why do Masons love Freemasonry? By the Right Excellent Companion, Xavier A. Pitassi, Grand King, Grand Chapter of Royal Archmasons. There is much talk these days about why men become Masons. Perhaps it would be better to ask, why do men remain Masons? Or why do Masons love Freemasonry? Almost every Masonic writer and philosopher has tried to answer this question. There may be about as many answers as there are men to give them. Although they have given many reasons, they generally fall into two classes. They tell us that men love masonry because it teaches the brotherhood of man, that there is a strong fraternal instinct in man. This statement is not an adequate explanation for the love of an order that can be found everywhere. All churches teach the fatherhood of God, and either directly or by implication teach the brotherhood of man. Freemasonry's hold upon members is from some quality she possesses, or some service she renders, which many men do not easily find. They tell us that the hold that Freemasonry has upon men comes from the sense of the mystic, which is common to all men, that the search for that which was lost intrigues the detective's instinct in us all, that from the dawn of history hunting has been a passion of men, the man-hunt, the beast-hunt, the food-hunt, the hunt for gold, for power, for truth, for discovery, and that to seek is implanted in our blood. However, Freemasonry is only one of many activities in which man can search. The most ardent Freemason is just as anxious to find the lost word as a doctor is to discover the cure for cancer or the remedy for old age. The Freemasonry has as much ardor in his quest as the scientist has in his laboratory, or the businessman has after some material success, or the pleasure seeker after joy. Still, it requires some philosophic preparation and some background of Masonic knowledge to really engage in such a quest. Therefore, it is doubtful that this reason is one that affects most of those who love the craft. They tell us it is the pleasure in belonging in an old, old line of brethren, that men take joy from knowing that they are brotherly kin to kings of an olden time, even to Solomon and the three grand masters. To be a lodge brother to Washington, Lafayette, and Franklin would thrill any patriot, but as we go back in time, the record gets increasingly scarce and difficult to read, and becomes less and less documentary and more and more legendary. Still, there is no doubt, whatever, that Masonry remains to this day the repository of the symbols and teachings of the most ancient societies that may be as old as Solomon himself, or even older. Of course, no well-read Mason today believes that the ritual of building the temple is to be taken literally. Yet man does not have to embrace Freemasonry to be kin with times of old. The churches have a much more traceable history than Freemasonry. So has science. Mathematics was old when Euclid lived and wrote. The geologist can make anything human seem it came from yesterday. No, Masonry must search farther and dig deeper to find the reason that so many men hold her banner high and make their love for her something beyond explaining. To be continued.
The following article is from the September 2000 Scottish Rite Journal of Freemasonry, Southern Jurisdiction, USA. Seeds of Tolerance and Fraternal Love by Leopold Trothan, 33rd degree. Freemasonry is deeply rooted in universal ethics and the soul of man. Universal peace is one of the oldest dreams of mankind and central to the Scottish Rite's mission in the world today. Unfortunately, this dream has been consistently thwarted by countless wars. These have caused more suffering and loss of human life than all the world's plagues and famine together. Wars were, and still, are primarily fought for racial, religious, tribal, dynastic, or economic reasons. In the last few centuries, particularly since the age of the Renaissance, when the idea of humanism appeared on the scene, and later in the era of the Enlightenment and French Revolution, we observe the ascension of the humanistic ideal. During this same period, the development of craft masonry and of Scottish Rite masonry played a decisive role in the liberation of humankind from spiritual tyranny and in the improvement of material conditions. Although persecuted by some religious creeds and all totalitarian ideologies, and even still banned today in some countries, masonry could not be vanquished. Its ideals are too deeply rooted in universal ethics and in the soul of man. Yet one of the major stumbling blocks which prevents mutual understanding between nations is still the prevalence of preconceptions, many traced back over centuries throughout the world. Prejudices are long-lasting and usually deeply entrenched. In some countries, prejudices are primarily of a religious nature, while in others they can be traced back to personal, tribal, racial, or even geographic differences. Today we increasingly encounter political and economic preconceptions. If we are to combat these forces, we must first recognize which types are prevalent in our own minds. Once we identify them, we can proceed to consider methods for action. However, combating our own inward preconceptions is only one part of our Scottish Rite endeavor. The other half of our Masonic mission is the promotion outward, beyond ourselves, and to others, of mutual understanding, tolerance, the latter including the provision of practical assistance on the road to spiritual and material improvement. This is an enormous and ambitious task. Errors and setbacks are always possible. Man is fallible, and the Scottish Rite Brother is certainly not infallible. When we consider our tasks by study, introspection, and discussion among brethren, and then plan our efforts to realize our ideals in the profane world, we must beware of the so-called semantic trap. That is, the misinterpretation of terms. As George Orwell put it so aptly in his novel 1984, where he analyzed what he called newspeak, it is possible, and has been practiced time and again, to give well-known words, for example, for God and Fatherland, an entirely different meaning. We must also be aware that idealistic terms are often used to camouflage entirely different intentions. People have been slaughtered in the name of a religious creed, justice, and truth. In these cases, many decent and well-meaning people were misused. Therefore, we must consider carefully our own motivations and also those of others who proclaim to share our views. Language is a powerful tool which can be used for good or for evil. For practical purposes, we can define our aims in the light of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights issued by the United Nations on December 10, 1948, and, of course, in line with our own conscience. 
Just as many Christians do not really know the contents of Holy Scripture, many supporters of certain philosophies and ideologies have never read the basic writing of their belief. Similarly, many good and true Masons are unaware of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, now over half a century old, and they are often surprised when confronted with its proclamation that all human beings are born free and equal, without regard to race, sex, language, religion, political affiliation, or the status of the territory in which they were born. The Declaration goes on to promote norms in a wide variety of areas. From banning torture to guaranteeing religious and political freedoms to the right of economic well-being, in essence, it is a profoundly Masonic document. Next to consider is a very important fact which makes Masonry in general, and the Scottish Rite in particular, entirely different from any other organization. History shows that various religious or political ideals were often distorted, even turned into their opposite with disastrous consequences by the inherent weakness of their organizational structures. This seems to be inevitable when, as in most cases, specific persons driven by ambition and lust for power, particularly in the upper ranks of the respective organization, take control over the entire organization and betray its ideals. In contrast, Masonry's moral and ethical tenets immunize us against the betrayal of our humanistic ideals. Of utmost importance is the fact that the Scottish Rite worldwide does not act as a monolithic organization whose members receive orders from above and are then sent into action like soldiers. Most political, religious, or economic bodies tend to act collectively, often with disastrous consequences for mankind while the Scottish Rite Brethren prefer individual action on the basis of their knowledge, their insights, and their conscience. The Scottish Rite Mason has received the degrees of our order and, with them, a system of humanistic and perennial ethics. He has undergone a spiritual transformation, which is the precondition for his effective work for the transformation of himself and mankind to a higher moral plane. Man's mind is a pliable thing, especially in childhood and early youth. To implant in people's minds preconceptions which are apt to sow hatred against and contempt of others has long been a popular tool for those who aspire to power over their fellow men. Playing off one nation against another, or a group of one's own population against another group, splendidly serves the above purpose. The ancient Romans used to say divide et imperial, which means divide and reign. All those who lust for power have successfully applied this formula throughout history. Another factor which plays an important role in the manipulation of men is the inborn fear or anxiety of everything strange, unusual, or unaccustomed, such as skin color, a foreign language, another way of worshiping God, right down to the manner of expression, that is, correct language instead of idiom. In our inmost heart, we, as Scottish Rite Masons, welcome in every single instant the intercession of civilized nations against the forces of inhumanity. At the same time, we are increasingly aware of the fact that the boundaries between good and evil cannot be geographically determined, nor can they be defined by flags, badges, emblems, or whatever other outward signs. The elements of good and evil run right across the individual hearts and minds of all people. The Scottish Rite Mason knows which particular preconceptions exist in himself and in his country. Therefore, he is able to exert his proper influences on people and institutions as well as on professional or civic groups. Of particular importance for the betterment of man is our work in educational institutions, schools, universities, and other institutes of learning, because this is where the future generations are educated. 
the true Scottish Rite brother, fulfills this mission with humility and in an unobtrusive manner. He does not seek public honor and praise, though these may come as a result of his work. If the supreme councils of the Scottish Rite succeed in imbuing the brethren with the teachings and the spirit of the order, and then assist them on the path to their moral and their spiritual transformation, then we can rest assured that those brethren will go forth to plant the seeds of tolerance, brotherhood, and freedom in their respective countries. This is, in short, what we, the supreme councils of the world, can actually do to combat the scourge of prejudice and intolerance wherever and whenever it occurs around the globe. The means to attaining lasting universal peace is therefore ever-increasing education in the spirit of humanity and tolerance under the motto, Brotherhood of Men under the Fatherhood of God. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a comment. We enjoy hearing from our listeners. If you really like what you heard, share this podcast with your friends and lodge members. Visit us online at solomonstaircase.org.